Hey, welcome to the Utah Royals FC show. Virtro here. Going to be kind of a quick, shorter episode this week. So this is the first podcast that we are doing just right after the first day of preseason. So that's pretty exciting. So in this one, basically just going to go over what happened in preseason. Going to talk a little bit about some news that we have. Um, Just do sort of a quick overview and analysis of some of the non-roster invitees because there's a couple of those and uh, we're going to finish and round out the show with some interviews that i was able to do with abby smith and vero boquetta and the media scrum so good little show so let's uh, delve right into it so i guess the most important piece of news but sort of the less highlighted because we we definitely knew it was happening. Is that so? The Royals have announced they re-signed some players. So Rachel Corsi, Samantha Johnson, Sydney Maramontes, Abby Smith, Mandy Laddish, Brittany Ratcliffe, and Amy Rodriguez are now all back under contract. Not a huge surprise. We knew that this was in the works and headed our way. Um. So preseason first day happened yesterday. Uh, waited around a little bit. That's why the pod is coming up a little bit late for the official preseason roster to come out. That came out at about around 7. So that's why the podcast is delayed a little bit. No worries. Um, Nothing really surprising in terms of, I guess, who we knew would be there. No real shockers as to, I guess, surprises of people who we think can break into the first team. Sort of, there's not really a Rachel Corsi situation like what happened last year where, you know, Rachel Corsi wasn't announced and then boom, she just sort of came out of nowhere and became a mainstay. So no real big superstars like that. Uh, Not going to go through the whole roster because there's no big surprises, as you said, but there are a few sort of interesting things that I noticed. Um, One of the big ones being that uh, Alex Kimball is listed as a forward instead of a defender. Obviously she played, um, more of an attacking role in her senior year with um, you know North Carolina Tar Heels. We'll see how that develops. Um, so let's just sort of go right into, I guess, the non-roster inv- uh, invitee players. Now, this is kind of interesting. The way that the preseason roster currently stands is at 30. That's going to have to get narrowed down by the time the season starts. And um, Laura has brought in about five, let's see, yeah, five players who have been invited to training camp and will try to prove their worth um, outside of those who were selected in the draft. And uh, this is going to be really kind of interesting to see how this plays out. Um, Everyone, you know, if you take the draft picks and the five roster invitees, they're all going to be fighting for one, maybe two positions, and the rest are going to be making or, you know, probably going to the Utah Royals FC reserve roster. We'll see how that plays out. But these players are not going to be brought in if there's not a chance of them at least making the reserve roster. So while I highly doubt any of these non-roster invited players actually make the roster at the end of preseason, um, you know, with the World Cup, we could see them slot into an 18 or, you know, they could move through the ranks, but who knows. Uh, so we'll start off with uh, Melissa Louder, who's a goalkeeper. She's a 5'8 senior from Santa Clara. She's a goalkeeper. I think she's a decent prospect, but with both Abby Smith and, you know, Barney Fit, 
she's not going to get a spot on the roster. That extra one or two spots on the roster is definitely going to go to a defender or a midfielder. But I, you know, again, like I said before, would assume that she has a spot on the reserve team. She she's not bad as a senior in 2018. You know, she was an all academic honorable mention. She was named the team captain up at Santa Clara. She started all 22 games. Uh, she gave up about a, about a goal a game. She made 73 saves for a you know 0.785 save percentage, and she had six shutouts in 22 games. So not bad, but you know, especially given how. I guess unpredictable the translation from the college game is to the pro game. Really, who knows? Decent prospect, still probably a step below EJ Proctor um, out of Duke last year, but we will see what happens. Um, another roster invitee is Grace Hancock. She played for Washington State. She's a defender. Um, really, kind of don't know a whole ton about her as a freshman. She was a really interesting, good prospect. She played all 20 games. She was named a top 30 freshman in the country. She sort of fizzled out after her freshman year a little bit. She had several injuries that slowed her, could potentially be a good prospect, um, especially at that defender role where the Royals really need, um, you know, with the, you know with so many players being gone for the World Cup and, you know, potentials for injuries and the people on the, you know, the typical players on the back line tending to get up there in age. Um, you know, she, she could break through. I don't know. We'll wait and see what happens. So next is uh, Haley Skomolski-North. She's from Utah. Uh, went to Riverton High School. She can play in the back. She can play up front. Uh, Ryan Ryan Kelly and I personally thought we were pretty confident that the Royals were going to pick her in the draft. That didn't happen. was kind of a surprise. Um, I don't really know where to go with this one. She has potential to be a hometown hero, but again, we've seen the sort of hometown heroes not do so well. Taylor Isom is a great example of that last year. Who knows what will happen here. Um, Chris Henderson describes her as a sleeper. Who knows? We, we will really just wait and see. Um, probably a reserve player centered in Utah. Um, out of all the players who make the reserve team, just because she is based in Utah, um, probably the most likely to, I would imagine, stay with the Utah Royals reserves. Um, because obviously having, you know, your life base around an indie area is definitely beneficial compared to someone like EJ Proctor, who, you know, moved out to Utah for a couple months, realized, Hey, I'm not like really getting paid and then moved back home. So we'll see what happens. Um, so the fourth non-roster invitee is Gabrielle Vincent out of Louisville. She is also a defender, um, which really sort of emphasizes how bad um, we're going to need to bulk up our defense this year. And, you know, in the next couple of years, as people like Kelly O'Hara, uh, Becky Sauerbrunn, Rachel Corsi, and Rebecca Morrow's age. So Chris Henderson describes her as a hard nosed defender who could stick. She also played as a midfielder at Louisville, which is kind of interesting. Don't know a whole ton about her. She could be a hidden gem, but again, like everyone on this list, most likely a reserve player. 
Um, what it really comes down to, though, is that because she is in that defensive spot, she's really going to be competing with Michelle May- uh, Maimoni and Maddie Knowles, the two draft picks, to find a permanent roster spot in the defense. We'll see how that plays out. Um, probably the most exciting uh, prospect out of all the non-roster invitees is, uh, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but Raisa Strom Okamito out of the out of the uh, University of Hawaii, out of the Hawaii Athletics Program there. Uh, Chris Henderson describes her as someone who terrorized the Big West. She should get money to play pro somewhere. And I definitely, definitely agree with that. When you look at the accolades and sort of her resume as to what she's done during her time in college, she definitely has the best resume out of anyone who's been invited into camp. Um, She's been named to the All-Big West um, team for the third consecutive season, becoming the first person in her program's history to do that. She was team captain. She played um, consecutive minutes. uh, Sorry, she played uh, over 1,400 minutes for three consecutive seasons in a row, which is kind of a big deal in college. She picked up, uh, you know, an All-Big West team award um, the Big West Offensive Player of the Week twice her senior year, and she led the Big West Conference in goal scored with 12, including seven against um, conference opponents. So she will be really interesting to see. She's listed as a midfielder. Um, she has potential to be really good. You know, she may not make it with the Royals, I think particularly because there's probably there's probably more depth at that midfield position in other places, but she could definitely play pro somewhere. All right, so that's really the bulk of preseason, or at least the preseason roster. Um, I went to preseason yesterday. Um, a lot of fun, great first day. Um, I don't want to give too much of it away, but it was... Um, the, the way it started off was just warm-ups, exercising, a little bit of running, not nearly as much running as what happened at the first day of RSL training camp, um, but a fair bit of running. And then the majority of it was just sort of ball work, um, passing drills, um, just moving the ball around, I think trying to build chemistry with other folks on the team. And then um, it broke down into um, – like many tournaments, it's a 5v5, 5v7, 5v5, 7v7. I don't remember. But th- that was interesting to see. And again, not going to talk too much about it, but Vero Boqueta is very, very, very good. Something incredibly excited. Uh, something that we should all be incredibly excited about. Um, also really cool to see uh, Mandy Laddish touch the ball a little bit. Um, other news, too, that we should probably talk about before I dig into the interviews that were done at training is so um, Amy Rodriguez, we also knew this was coming, but it is officially announced that she is no longer an allocated player with the U.S. Soccer Federation. So that means that the Utah Royals will have to um, make up that sort of pay gap that the Federation was playing, uh, was paying. And uh, that probably caused, um, I guess, some more nuanced negotiations over the offseason. But glad that that deal to bring A-Rod back got done. She's going to be a huge asset for us this year. 
Um, anyways, thanks for listening to this really shortened version of the Utah Royals FC show. Again, be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, leave us reviews. Here uh, is some audio snippets of the media scrum that we did with Vera Boqueta and Abby Smith. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great week. How is the altitude? Is it is it tough? I feel it. Yeah, especially when you don't feel it when you you are normal, but when you start to train and to run, you feel that uh, you are not that fit <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, what was the main reason why you decided to make this move? I know you've been asked this a million times, but now that you're here, yeah, I. I wanted to win this title. Yeah. I uh, I lose the final with uh, Philadelphia yeah. a couple of years ago, and uh, so I lost in, in the playoffs with uh, Portland Thorns. And um, yeah, when I I met Laura, and in the beginning it was not my idea to come back to to US, but uh, after one two minutes. I was what was it about that conversation? How did she uh, we talked about uh, soccer. She told me, uh, obviously, she told me about the club, yeah. everything that we have here, and uh, that is the. She, she thought that it was the perfect place for me to be, and then we talked uh, about uh, soccer. What uh, she needs in the, in the team, what uh, she wants from me, yeah. why she wants me, and yeah. uh, that's really important for a player. So. Uh, where did you think you'd did you have any idea where you thought you might be if you this season staying no, I was uh, finishing in uh, China, China and uh, I was thinking about to come back to to you uh, to uh, Europe but then uh, I uh, I met Laura and uh, she convinced me to, to come here and uh, I'm really excited because uh, I think uh, this is a, a team that they created the team last year, but uh, everything is new, so I, I can be part of, of the journey. And uh, the standards are high, the goals are high, and I'm a, a really ambitious player, so uh, if you talk to me about winning, then I'm, I'm in. Well, what was your first full day of training like with the girls? Was it warm? Uh, I'm forgetting the word, amigable? Like, what, yeah, like they welcome so well it's uh, it's actually really common in US like uh, it's not that easy in other countries the first day uh, it's always hard in, uh, in other countries and here you you feel comfortable since the first minute everyone is really uh, friendly and uh, they help me a lot of course you need uh, some days to, to have more sure. uh, confidence but uh, yeah everything so well you mentioned the goals of this team you're familiar with a lot of these players this is a pretty stacked roster I'm wondering how you feel this team should fare going into this? I mean, is the playoffs championship? I'm just wondering what your expectations are from day one. These are our expectations. Yeah. We go for it. Yeah. And uh, if uh, we are not thinking in day one uh, about the winning, yeah. it, will, it will be no worth it to be here. So uh, we are thinking about that. Then, of course, the season is uh, so long. There are so many games. Uh, we, we have to grow like a team, but uh, our goal is to win the playoffs and then uh, fight for the title. We know that we have uh, a lot of good players and uh, we have to put everything together. And I'm here to, to have the team to do that. What are the challenges of a World Cup here when you lose? Everybody in the league loses so many important players, but I'm wondering, you've been through this before, so how do you help the team kind of navigate through those tough months? Yeah, I think it's really important to be a team. Yeah. 
So uh, everyone has to feel that uh, it's important and uh, that they have. Uh, everyone has the, their own role. Yeah. And uh, when we miss the international players, everyone has to take the chance. Yes. And uh, I think uh, since the first day, everyone is clear about that. And uh, now we we will see if we are able to to do it. But is for me the most important is to be a, a strong team together, collective, and uh, we got to. Did Laura, was it, is it being more creative in the midfield and, and trying to help the attack in the mid? Is that what Laura's talked to you about? Yeah, yeah. She, she told me that uh, last year um, they were missing a little that. They, they have uh, good defenders, good goalkeepers, good midfielders, good forwards, but maybe uh, they were missing a, a player that connect all that. And uh, that is normally my, uh, <laughs> my capacity. So, uh, yeah, I hope to... to ready and to be able to do it. What's it uh, like having a stadium named after you now? <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, I still don't... Uh, it's hard to, to believe that it's, uh, it's true because, uh, I mean, I, I live in, in that city, in that neighborhood, mm -hmm. and uh, I grew up uh, going to the stadium and watching men football, first division, so now uh, that, that stadium, uh, historic stadium, has my name, it's uh, really special. And um, it's the, the best title of my career, yeah. that's for sure. And uh, the biggest uh, show of love, because it's, it's from my people in my, in my city. Thanks, Beto. Thank Appreciate Thank it. You. Welcome. Thank you. What are the expectations of this group going into this year now that, you know, all the, you know, the magic of last year is, is in the past and you guys are more established and just wondering expectations day one I would imagine is a playoff spot and go from there. Yeah, so our expectations are obviously to win the championship um, and to build off of last year. Last year we came up a little short and I think that's something that we're going to have in the back of our mind. So we're trying to push the limit and really go from there. What did you learn about this group? I mean, there's some new faces, but the returning core, what did you learn about this group and what gives you, you know, the confidence that you can't make yeah, we have, we have a good group of girls here. Um, our, like we've been together and working hard, and I think everyone wants to win. And for for the people that we do have here in the new faces, like we're having a high standard, and we're not going to let off from that. Um, and I think that's something that we really want to push for this year. What a, obviously it's day one, and you, but did you see anything out of Biro that I mean? She's a good player, yeah. Um, Barrow's a really good player, and I think it's going to be awesome to have her on our team and to have her on the field. Uh, obviously, it's really early, uh, but like from her history, like it proves that she's a really good player. Yeah. Player. Yeah. What do you expect to be different about this year? Um, I think we're holding each other more accountable. We're not going to let off the gas. Um, Obviously, that's that was one of the goals last year, but this year we really have that going. Um, we came in, and I think a lot of people are ready to go and ready to get going um, with just like setting a high standard and really pushing each other. So, not that all everything new last year was a distraction, but does it feel good that now that you know, year one is done, like you're the no longer having settled, to, yeah, yeah, you don't have to talk about you know the locker room or the facility. Now it's right. just kind of like normal day to day, like get after it type of. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's good going into year two just because everything's so new, everything's so fresh, right. exciting. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a distraction, um, but I think for us, we have an expectation and now we're really, we're not lowering our bar. Like, because coming in last year, we were like, okay, we're just gonna make this work. Right. Try and go from there. Um, but this year, like, we're really going for it. Um, and I think that's kind of the big difference between year one and year two. Like, year one, everyone's like, oh, this is a new team, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can make excuses all you want, but this is year two, we're not making excuses, we're just going for it. It, it almost sounds like there's maybe less of kind of that, like, wide-eyed, like, just jumping deer into it, yeah. deer, yeah, deer yeah. the headlines type of thing. Is that is that maybe fair? Like, there's maybe less of that and more of kind of a continuation building. Okay, we know what what to expect. We know what to expect from the coaching staff. That kind of thing. Is, is that what you're getting at? Um, I think it's just us getting to know each other more because at year one we're still learning about each other. We're still learning the staff. We're still learning uh, the group. And now we we have an expectation. We know what to expect from each other, and we know how each other plays and what we can do to push each other um, to be the best that we can. Um, and I think it's a big thing that this year is a big year, just with the World Cup. And we really have to expect the best from each other um, and push each other because we're going to be missing a solid group. Um, but at the same time, the girls that, we're, that are here are trying to get better, and that's what we're focusing on is in the present. What was it like just hanging out around here during the offseason? We saw you around the training center a couple of times. Um, what do the kids say? Getting swole, I think is yeah. what they say. Yeah. <laughs> just, just how was your offseason and, and kind of what, what sort of went into your decision to sort of stay around here and, and just sort of, you know, maybe not go find somewhere in Australia or wherever like a lot of them you guys Yeah, um, I wanted to stay here so I could really focus on my training, um, get strong, get fit. Um, get used to the altitude um, just because of that like yes we were here last year but with the travel back and forth you kind of you have a buffer period where you really have to adapt to it um, and I think that was the training environment like you can't pass this up it's really tough um, to think of a better place to train and so that's why I decided to stay here and I also like was doing a lot of community um, events like I was going to schools and giving back and I wanted to be in the community and that was a big thing um, one of my decisions, or like one of the factors that I played into my decision making of staying here versus going home. Do you think it's a big, do you feel like it's a big year for you in terms of just with the way things ended last year, um, you not playing as much, do you, do you feel like it's a big year for you in that I feel regard? like it's a big year for everyone. This, yeah. this year is really crucial just because World Cup year, there's a lot of people in our league that play for their national team and um, I think everyone's going to have to step up and including myself, and I think it's going to be really important for us to value the people that we have um, while the international girls are away or while they're here. Like, we have to value uh, the group of people that we have just because um, the relationships that we're building, they're going to be crucial when June comes around. You mentioned being out in the community. Was any part of it wanting to just kind of continue to spread the word about the club and get more people involved into potentially coming out to games? I mean, last year you guys made such a, like a benchmark second most in the league and I'm just wondering was that part of the thing of maybe trying to expand that fan base a little bit? Yeah, um, I love going to, I love going out in the community. Um, a big thing that Deloitte is trying to push is support for schools yeah. um, and that's just giving back to the schools so they have uh, materials for the best environment for the kids and I think a big thing for me is I really like pushing for kids to value their education and to really 
embrace the fact that school is important and sports are always going to be there, but at the same time, it may not be there. You never know. Um, and I think it's really important that the kids understand that, yes, you can strive to be a professional athlete, but at the same time, like you need to create good habits while you're in school. Um, and so that was a big thing that I was trying to help with the kids and make sure that they understand that um, being good like having good values, good morals, ethics, everything behind, like, comes full circle. Sure. Um, so I think that's a big reason why I really like being in the community, just because of the kids are the reason why we're able to play. And the parents are their support system, and then they're our support system. So we have to show that we appreciate them, and that was a way that I could do it. Is there a game this year that really stands out? It's like, hey, really want to win this one? Um, I think every game's like that, just because our league is so small, so every game's really important. Uh, I don't want to put more emphasis on one game versus the other, just because each game, each day is super important, uh, just for the growing process and for us to get better. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, Abby. Thank Appreciate it.